In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. In my crunchy sushi roll, my podcast crunchy sushi roll partner is the one and only Travis Ratz here. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. On this Comic Exposure Podcast, we like to talk about comic books. And uh, the very episode you're tuning in right now, today, is what we like to call a variant edition, a variant episode, where we talk about... Uh, whatever's going on in pop culture stuff. This is like an in-betweener episode between our comic book club episodes. Uh, and Travis Ratz, we are doing this podcast from across the from across the sea. We are doing this across the Pacific Ocean. Uh, it's well, I'm, you are. I'm not. I'm in the same place, but you are across the Pacific Ocean. But our voices are. They have to travel overseas, past two time zones. And into our uh, listeners' ears. In, the weirdest thing is, like, it's like the future right now, man. Like, you are in Sunday, and I'm in Saturday, right? That's correct. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Josh, the future's looking pretty bright from where I'm sitting. Um, the U.S. has uh, won four gold medals uh, in the future, so you can look forward to that. No spoilers okay. on what they won. Uh, okay. And in uh, – actually – it's not just the future over here. It's an alternate time zone where uh, the movie Suicide Squad is actually good. So, um, <laughs> so that, I think we're looking pretty that's good a on future this side I, of the pond. That, that's a future I want to live in, buddy. That's a future <laughs> I want to live in. We'll um, get more into that in a little bit. So, Travis, we are in the middle of comic book summer. You are across the ocean, now living in Japan, as we take this as we take this podcast international. Uh, and you are probably jet lagged as all get out as we record this. Um, which Can is kind of something yeah. as a kid for like twelve years, I thought it was jet lag. Jet leg? Like you had jet leg. <laughs> like you had like the Jimmy leg, but instead oh, you had like a jet leg. Because you, you sat for so long that exactly. your legs got weird. And they people were always complaining about jet leg, and I'm like, my legs feel fine. Yeah, well, it's kind of like, is it like uh, when you're on a boat? What do they call it? Your sea legs? You thought it was like sea legs? Exactly. Like, like yes, yeah, <laughs> jet legs. And honestly, <laughs> when I say 12 years, I mean like up to like four years ago. I thought it was jet <laughs> leg. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, now you know the true meaning of it as yeah. you uh, as it's you like, sit over in Japan. I combat it and stuff like that. But no, it's good yeah. over here, man. I got my um, – I'm keep, even though it's uh, 11 a.m. here, I'm keeping our tradition alive. I, I, I got my beer here, my Asahi <laughs> Light. Uh, it is uh, – it says on the, a can it is style-free. I'm not sure what that means, but it <laughs> – And what does it taste like? Is it just like – it's good. It, it tastes. It's it, it, just a light it beer. It's like an American domestic almost. Yeah, it's like a light beer. Okay, almost All like right. a Miller Light. I've got I've got a Stella with me right now. That's that was the closest thing in the fridge that I grabbed. So I've, I've got a little uh, a little Stella Atois. Dude, Stella uh, is like one of my favorite beers. Well, you know what? This one's for you, buddy. This one's for you. I like to peel the little gold off the top of it because it makes me feel fancy. Ooh. Uh, so. We're in the middle of comic book summer, like I, I said. I would say I'm gonna I'm gonna correct you. Okay. I would say yeah. we are over the hump of comic yeah, book summer, you're probably and we right. are on the back side of it. Because we're on the back. Josh, yeah. yes. we only got two more books to read this summer. 
We do have two more books to read this summer. So the first book, uh, uh, so the podcast directly before this was uh, Paper Girls. Your sister Mindy came on to talk to yep. us about Paper Girls. So did it get a job for her first po- first podcast? Did it really? Get yeah, a job? I thought so. So if like uh, if there are some folks out there who've read pa- uh, Paper Girls, you haven't listened to the podcast yet, go back and listen to it. I mean, keep listening to this one, you know, but go back and listen to that one. And then uh, we've got uh, next up is uh, let's see, Andre, Andre the Giant is our next book. We've got my wrestling buddy on. That's and a then, good one. That's a good one. Uh, we've got my my buddy who's a like um, independent wrestling manager and like uh, in ring announcer and all this stuff. He's on for that one. And then the very last book is just going to be you and me, just because of like time constraints and crazy stuff with trying to figure out how to make this happen with you in Japan. Is uh, Doctor Strange? Doctor Strange. Oh, Doctor Strange. He's are you re- are you ready to do a? It's been a while since just you and I have done a comic book club. Are you ready yeah, for that? Yeah, I think the last one was when we did our original version of Saga. I think so. Yeah, but yeah. that was like four books worth of stuff to talk about at that and, time. And, we, and if you're saying to yourselves, "Hey, maybe I'll skip that one," don't you know? Don't because you know what? It's Doctor Strange, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Up until reading this book. I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange, so I'm I'm going to uh, break down Doctor Strange for you, and I'm hoping if you have not read Doctor Strange, to give you uh, a little uh, amuse bouche uh, to whet your <laughs> appetite into the world of Doctor Strange, or as the title of the trade we're reading is called, the Way of the Weird. The Way of the Weird. I, I like that. Uh, I like that title. It's a pretty rad. Uh... Like that pretty title. It's a good one. Um, so, Travis, we are we're talking about a smorgasbord of stuff today, right? Uh, we we've we've got comic book summer on the backside of it. We've got a very fun at the end of summer. We did like a four person, very beer filled conversation uh, that was kind of about a comic book about beer, and then mostly about beer. Yeah. So uh, we banked this a couple of weeks ago uh, because we wanted to to. To do it before I left, and we have a uh, fan of the show, friend of the show, uh, um, Anthony uh, Salaya, uh, on, and he has this podcast called Hundred Brews. So he, what we did is we read the history of beer, and then we all proceeded to get drunk and drink beers while we were reviewing this comic book history of beer. Uh, and so, and the best thing is that uh, three of us, uh, you weren't there, Travis, but the other three of us went to a uh, like a beer con, like beer fest thing with a bunch of different breweries. So we'd already drank way too much beer before coming back. Oh yeah, I could tell. <laughs> and and just to be aware, I have edited this. I I edited this already. Um, you will uh, hear the sounds of drinking, and uh, those are not sound effects. Those are four um, early middle-aged men getting drunk and talking about comic books. So uh, stay tuned for this very special comic exposure. That should be coming in a few weeks after our summer of read. That, that, you know what? That's going to be uh, – I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. I don't remember much of it. <laughs> so I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited to hear that one. After our summer of read, uh, we have a couple of transition books, and then we were Josh and I were talking about making it a uh, uh, spooky uh, Halloween. We haven't named 
we haven't named that that uh, month yet, but we were talking. <laughs> we have a couple of titles that we think would be really appropriate for Halloween month, October. One being uh, something that neither Josh or I have read, uh, and that is um, Jeff Loeb's The Long Halloween. This is something I'm really excited about because I've always heard this as one of the being one of the seminal Batman books or uh, stories. Uh, out there and for just some reason which i'll talk about in the podcast i i just never picked it up and so what a better month to read the long halloween than october and then we also are going to be doing in october another spooky uh comic book is um dark and bloody we had sean aldridge on a couple of uh episodes ago uh to talk about the series uh, so we want to be able to review it, and uh, as someone who's read uh, just the first two issues of that, I'm excited to get in, read the whole first trade, and uh, really break it down. And that's it, man. It's a, it's a one and done. It's a it's a six issue series, and it's one book. And those are my favorite books to talk about because you can talk about a complete story. I like yeah. the, like I like the trades like Paper Girls last week, uh, but I really like something like Andre or. Um, uh, dark and bloody where you get to really look at the artist's uh you know whole storyline in one fell yeah. swoop and talk about yeah. it so let's let's get into let's get into something that uh you and i both you and i went and saw suicide squad together together that's right together we held, we held hands i think we up. ever I th- is that the first movie we saw together i think so i think, I think so. that is we it, oftentimes we talk about a lot of movies but we've never gone together and this is a problem travis we went to a movie together finally, just days before you left me to go to Japan. That's right. I'm not. It's a little. It's a little crushing. It's a little crushing. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what happened. I pulled up uh, to J- Josh's house. Um, I I I pinned him with my corsage. Um, <laughs> he gave me a wrist one, which I thought was classy and tasteful. Um, and then we proceeded to put Joker makeup on each other. And then we drove to the theater. Now that's not what happened. <laughs> Basically, it was like uh, a weird. We had our own little weird squad going to that movie. We had. We did. We had our own Suicide Squad <laughs> going. <laughs> we, to exactly. It. We yeah. got matching tattoos that said "Squad" afterwards. It was great. <laughs> so I went with uh, Josh. Went me to the theater. My. 72 year old dad wanted to see this movie so he went and then my brother-in-law um who watches all the comic book movies um chris who's been on the show um for bprd vampires he went and saw it so it's like four dudes of completely different generations watching suicide squad we were it was like it was like this ragtag group of people like here's what i want to know before we get into the movie your dad you just said your dad wanted to see this why what did you ask your dad what made him want to see it so um, he just basically goes to movies based on the previews, um, and he has the worst taste in movies. As you can tell by the fact you could hear him chuckling at the worst parts of uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> like the jokes that just didn't hit. Like you just hear my dad, the only person in the theater, just... <laughs> <laughs> your, dad, your dad thought I was one of your other friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, 70, just he's 72. <laughs> That'll happen. That'll happen. Uh, so, so was it? Did he? He went for Harley Quinn, right? Because that's that's I, the main reason I think most most people were like, "Yeah, let's go watch Harley Quinn." It's certainly <laughs> the reason that I went. And um, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. So, uh, the experience aside, we'll talk about this. One of the reasons I realized that we can't go to can't go to movies together, Josh, is because if it's we not look a at good each other movie, too often. 
we it's just a lot of sighing and like <laughs> eye rolling and i could feel like side glances to one I another feel yeah your disappointment ebb and flow throughout oh, this yeah. movie there were there were parts where i was like oh that's good okay and and it's it's hard like a movie like this and I, so many people have talked about it so i don't i don't want to like beat a dead horse on this show um but it was a movie where it felt like we had watched three or four different movies put together, right? Right. Like, they couldn't figure out which one it was. And some of the action beats were pretty cool. Uh, Will Smith was good, as Will Smith can be, you know? Like, but this, the plot line was all over the place. It was, it was a mess. It was just a mess. Yeah, I... I, I, I go ahead. It, that's, I mean, that's the biggest... It was just a giant mess that had some stuff where I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that's cool. And then it would just immediately lose that cool two seconds later. I, I, I agree with you. And the the last people I'm going to blame uh, for not enjoying this movie are the actors. Um, <laughs> because I think you had a talent – like I think you had a good group of actors aside from the guy who played – who's the guy who played like the um, – he played RoboCop. And stuff oh, like uh, why um, don't, why don't, Joel Kinnaman or something like that. Joel Kinnaman, like I never thought he was good. I'm like, let's not put him in there. Um, and he had a lot. He had a lot uh, to do in this movie. And he was he was bad. But he was it, bad. I and I, I uh, and I know people are out there. They, they there are people out there who like this movie. And, and again, uh, the question I'm going to ask you is at the end of this uh, um, review is. Is this Suicide Squad better than No Suicide Squad? But before oh. we get before we get to that, <laughs> I, I just want to say that I always go into these movies really with the best intentions, and I'm never like, "Well, it doesn't look like the comics, or this version isn't good." Yeah, you know that doesn't really bo- that sort of stuff. Like it not looking like the comics never really bothers me a whole lot. Like I totally agree with you. Like I went in going like, you know, this is their take on it. But that's not where the problems were, <laughs> and that's exactly why I, why why I just don't understand this movie is because you get Suicide Squad, you have Warner Brothers backing it. They're trying to use this as a stepping stone into their uh, equivalent Marvel universe, right? To to vary yeah. the genres, to go a little bit more fun, to to bring in a team movie, and so with Warner Brothers backing it. With the money they're putting into this, you should be able to get the best storytellers, the best film technicians, the best editors on this movie. And I don't know if it was just too many talented people and then it, it felt to me that like a lot of st- studio heads put their fingers into this and just didn't give it to the talent. I think I think you're right. I-, I think that looks at it, and then there were parts of it where it looks like they te- like you. You heard all those stories about like the reshoots to it and stuff like that, and it felt like maybe they they made one movie and then they were like, "Oh man, this isn't really what people wanted or are expecting." So let's go back and let's try to let's try to do something different with it. And you can kind of see every time they they ch- like. It seemed like it was going to be dark, but then there was a lot of goofy, dumb stuff in it. Yeah, and it, you, you may, that's a good – I agree. Yeah, exactly. Like it, couldn't, it, like it couldn't decide whether it was going to be funny. Tone. It had no tone. Or, or whether it was going to be dark because all the Joker stuff 
pretty dark, right? Yep. It could have been darker, in my opinion. You probably, and I think it was. I, there was stuff in there that wasn't. I, I heard there was some a bunch of stuff that they. You hear all the stories about what Gerald, Jared Leto was doing to prepare for this role, right? Right. Like uh, how he got so deep into character, and it was a couple of scenes. Yeah, you know he he's not in it a ton, and that's and okay. Not... I didn't need a lot of Joker no, in there. No. I just needed to make his presence make sense. I would have I would have even taken less Joker. But used more strategically and ominously and like, uh, I don't know. It's it's tough to do re- reviews. But I will say this. Um, you know, films like this remind me why I love comic books so much. Because I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think where this went wrong is there was just too many fingers in the pot. And there were people who weren't storytellers being like, well, make make Harley Squ- uh, more Harley Quinn and, and make her sexier and uh, all this stuff or whatever it is. In comic books, you get storytellers controlling their story and you get a, like, as close to a single vision as you can. And by single yeah, I mean, vision, I mean the writer, artist, colorist all come together in one You vision. get like an editor, right? Like in a bit, you know, it's something like DC. You're going to have editors push some things that they want to do on some books. But you get one guy's story. This just felt like David Ayers didn't get his story. You know, whatever he wanted to do got messed with a ton. Right. I agree. Yeah. Because David Ayers is, is – he's great. He's Yeah. <laughs> It just it just felt like so the beginning kicked off with all these like all these songs for every artist oh. for like every every person and then that stops and then that doesn't happen again until the final third of the movie when they when songs kick in again it just seemed like there was all this stuff and can we talk about how Captain Boomerang was terrible Oh God I I mean a lot of these characters just just didn't hit the mark but that character. It was here's my I think with a lot of the characters, especially Captain Boomerang. I don't know the timeline for this movie. Did it take place over a week? Because at, at there's no reason for these characters to like each other or become friends. <laughs> but somehow every every one of these characters is like, "This is my friends. You mess with my friends, you mess with me." Or like, uh, you know. When do they become friends? These are all scumbags. They all look out for... Uh, they're all scoundrels. They look out for one another, uh, for themselves. That's the beauty of Suicide Squad, is that you get all these selfish villains, and then you put them in a situation where they have no choice but to play ball, uh, but their attitude suggests that they don't want any part of this. And then all of a sudden, it's like... They're all drinking together and, like, basically hugging and kissing each other's asses. And you're like, this is undeserved. The movie didn't earn these moments. And Captain Boomerang was one of the worst offenders of that. I just, like, there was this, like, two times, for some odd reason, they mention, like, when they do his character bio, they talk about how he's obsessed with pink unicorns, right? And you're like, why? It, that's just something uh, dumb. It's like that's because it's Deadpool. Like, there, it's, he's it's, obsessed with pink unicorns because there was that funny Deadpool scene uh, where he had a unicorn, and then, and then they did they did reshoots. And if you look at the Suicide Squad movie, every time he pulls the unicorn out, he's the only one in frame. So it's like, oh, let's put this in here because it. Yeah, well, that's Deadpool. what it, that's what it felt like. It just seemed like a silly thing for no reason. Like someone's like, you know, it'd be funny. What if he just has a stuffed unicorn? Yeah. Like someone. It was just such an asinine thing to put in there. And then, 
like he like it says it at the very beginning when they do his profile and then like his unicorn he shoves it in his jacket when they get all their clothes and then during some scene it falls out of his jacket and you're like why that's it's not funny it just seemed like a pointless like I don't know. It was just. It was just really dumb. That's that was what a, happens when you. That watch... was a thing that. That was a thing that offended me the most about this movie was that stupid Captain Boomerang and his pink unicorn. And how much do you think that this movie suffered from Deadpool coming out first and then directors scrambling to try to capture some of that tone and audience, and then things like that unicorn came up, and there's a couple other scenes that were like, yeah, I, oh, I think it's that you saw it, Deadpool. It, uh, it also seems like they tried to backtrack some of the stuff that happened in Batman v Superman. And and here's what I'll say. I liked it more than Batman v Superman. But oh, me too. that that doesn't take a that doesn't mean a whole lot. I didn't like Batman v Superman at all. In fact, I like forced myself to watch it again just to see if like um the kind of negativity that rolled out before I saw it had anything to do with like my response to it in theaters. Um but I saw it pretty I saw it pretty soon after it came out. So but it i watched it again and and i was like this is so long and again the same thing suffers in both of the in both of those movies like there's parts where you're like yeah this is pretty cool and then you're like why what is what is this why is this happening and there's no there's like no rhyme or reason for plot points in either of those movies and it it's just it's just tough and i just hope cuz look i i love this i love the idea of seeing all these characters on the big screen right like I'm a giant nerd. I like that. I'm super stoked uh, that we get to see a Wonder Woman movie and you know a Justice League movie. I think that's awesome. But I just hope that Wonder Woman isn't this giant pile of messed up scene to scene garbage that that both Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad was. Well, at, at what point? And I think I think we talked about this after the movie, after like sighing through the movie, and we were walking out. I said, at at what point do you have to assume? That most of these DC movies aren't going to be up to snuff, and then that maybe one of every five will be will be a hit. Like for like Marvel, it's the opposite. It's like expect the best, and then every now and then you get something that might be oh this one it wasn't as good. You know, like Avengers two. Like when Avengers two uh, two came out, people were like it was good, but it wasn't as good as some of the other things. That's the rarity. At what point with DC do you have to expect uh, subpar and then maybe one of every five? Is that is that the way you have to go into these things now, or do we give it a couple more movies before you we know, pigeonhole that? I kind of I, I think this suffered this I think Suicide Squad suffered from a let's make a course correction after Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. and so I'm hoping that 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 ship has been corrected already, or at least was turned enough to where when they started filming Wonder Woman, it wasn't. Um, oh, crap, we have to remake this movie. They'd already kind of decided to do something different. Right. So that that's my hope is that – but you know what? Snyder is a uh, – Zack Snyder is an executive producer on all these movies, and I, j- I just don't like him. I just don't like – he doesn't make movies. He makes, like, scenes right. that, he, that he just stitches together. Um, and p- bits and pieces of this movie felt the same way, and I don't know if it was him, and I don't think it. I, like I don't know. It's just How hard much to read. Is Jeff Johns involved in the Suicide Squad. I think he. I don't think he was as much as he. Now he's been given the reins. Okay. Right. Like he's now been made the head of DC Entertainment or something like that. Okay. So 
He's the guy in charge now. So I'm hoping that that means going forward when we get that Justice League. You saw the Justice League trailer, right? Did you see right. it? Yeah. It it looked good. It maybe had maybe mm. too many jokes in it. Yeah. Maybe too many jokes in it. But it looked way better than Batman v Superman ever did. Agreed. Uh, uh, agreed. <laughs> and it's also, I mean, at this point, it's it's really early to judge that because it looks like they've only filmed like really like three scenes. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to hold off my judgment till a later podcast for that one. All right, all right. So let's let's uh, let's let's wrap up this talk. I don't I don't want to like spend time talking and, about a movie that I didn't so, really love. Uh, so I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay, is this Suicide Squad better than No Suicide Squad? No, I, I I would rather have No Suicide Squad than this. I think and and my my beef with it even before it came out, I was like, why are we getting all these Batman rogues and Flash rogues before we even have a Batman movie in this universe? Like a real Batman movie, so we now have all of these these you know you, you're you've got this Joker in a in a context without Batman. You've got Harley Quinn in a context without Batman. You've got Killer Croc in a context without Batman, and it just it just felt like it was a weird movie to have third in your cinematic universe, right? Agreed. Especially uh, since your your first movie was Superman. And your second movie is Batman versus Superman, and you get and the and the villain in there. Both of those villains are you know Lex Luthor and uh, Doomsday are Superman villains, and so before we even get Batman fighting his own villains in his own movie, we just get a movie filled with DC villains. It just it just felt weird. It felt from the get go before the, when I when the the claim of the first movie came out when they were talking about it, I'm like it just doesn't. Why would you do that now? Yeah, I agree it's, completely. It didn't feel yeah. it didn't feel earned. And so you know? I I want to end this by just shouting out a few things that I did like about this movie. Okay. Uh we we don't like to um when we talk about comic books, we like to be critical, look at the good and the bad. Uh same with these movies. So overall, I didn't enjoy this movie as much as I I, I thought I would and wanted to and as good as it looked on the trailers, but I will say this. I thought that the um uh, seeing Batman and Deadshot together in an alleyway, that was pretty badass, seeing th- that moment right there, even if he was dressed like a pimp. Uh, <laughs> For I, no reason. Why? <laughs> I would say, like, the reason that we, we that Zack Snyder maybe shouldn't direct, like, a whole movie, but the reason why Jack, Zack Snyder is Zack Snyder um, is that Harley Quinn and Joker dancing like the Alex, Alex Ross painting that yeah. was really cool. Uh, I will say that Harley Quinn at points was um, uh, hit hit the mark. She was doing like the Paul Dini Harley Quinn impression. It got a little annoying towards the end, but I think that at, at points she really nailed that. I liked the um, the prison guard aspect, like the really sadistic prison guard. Such a guard terrible person, yeah. That we never got wrapped up, but I liked it when he was there. So there were some things that I, I liked about that movie that was just made me smile when I saw it. But overall, just uh, I think a subpar release. You know, I think I think dead. I think uh, I think Will Smith is dead shot was kind of cool. I mean, he's Will Smith no matter what he does. Uh, but I didn't think he was bad. I, th- I thought it was kind of a cool thing. Um I thought he was good. There was the one scene where they give him the guns. That's my right? yep. I was gonna say that and, one. That's great. And he, and he was like, "You're really gonna woo! do this?" He does. <laughs> yeah, the, he does the Will Smith. Woo! 
yeah, type of thing. That was prob that was probably the best scene uh that I thought of the movie. Um was that um I really you know, the, that was kinda I think he was the best part of it. Um I I think the first third of the movie I was I was kind of interested in where it was going, but I think that that was the part where I was, you know, the I not Im, I guess impressed isn't the right word, but I was like, okay, this if it keeps like this, this is what I expected. But then it, it took a turn. But I really liked the beginning of it. I liked uh, Will Smith is is that Deadshot sort of role, um, and I think you're right. I, I think uh, Margot Robbie did a really good job as Harley Quinn. Uh, I just think the writing kind of failed them at times. I, I think that that she got what you mean we're bad too many yeah, times. Well, yeah, or Will Will Smith. All right, let's not do that again, Dollface. Yeah. Remind me never to make you mad, Dollface. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Uh, but but you know, better than Batman v Superman. Yeah. Let's let's leave it. So at speaking that. of expectations, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Rogue Rogue One uh, new trailer out. Uh, so here's my thing. I okay. I've committed for for these Star Wars movies. I will watch the trailers, but I will not watch them more than once. Okay. So I've only seen this thing once. So I have snippets snippets of it in my head. It was just released a couple days ago, right? Yeah, from recording this, it was just released a couple days ago. Uh, when this airs, it will have been about a, a week or so. Yeah, so okay. um, your first uh, impressions? My first impressions. I thought the first trailer was better. Okay. I, th- I thought the first teaser trailer was better, um, but I'm still super stoked for this movie. Um, I y- there's there's just something about uh, the aesthetic of it that I really like. This grungy sort of like mm-hmm. you 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 get to go back and they get to play in um, the New Hope world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and all those little nods to it are pretty the robot seemed pretty rad, right? Right. Like it yeah. seemed it seemed almost a little out of place. Um but I'm 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 stoked for it, man. I'm I'm really excited for it. Um this is a movie where I think this is one of those things where <clears throat> Disney's track record with Marvel um and how they handle stuff, I, I I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that even if it's not the best Star Wars movie, and it won't be, there's no way it can be because that that just, you know, uh, I'm really excited to see it. I think it looks great. What What were your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think I think maybe I'm even a little more hopeful. Um, I I I like this trailer better than the first one. I thought it was a good second trailer. Um, it gives you more story. It definitely th- gives you th- a little more story. I think this is the Star Wars like that I want to see. As a kid, you know, when you when you watch Star Wars, um, one of the things that I always, when I was, you know, like shooting, you know, guns and, and playing in my backyard, pretending to be, uh, I was never, I was never pretending to be Luke Skywalker or Han. You were always Han. Oh no, you were just no. some guy. Yeah, I was always like, I would be like, I want to be like the cool Rebel Alliance guy who's helping them. That was always something when I was playing make believe. Which I did a lot, you know, with like guns and swords. Is like I was never a character. I was always my own character who was kicking <laughs> along with them. So I like this is like my Star Wars movie. I feel like I'm like this is where I get to see the rest of that Rebel Alliance. And I think I love what you said about the grunginess. I think they yeah. continue to show that in this trailer. And the one thing that I liked more than the first trailer is this main girl who's like yeah. our protagonist. I like her better in the second trailer. 
Um, I think it shows that I was worried that she was going to be kind of like a flat character. Uh, uh-huh. And I think in this trailer, it shows that she is going to have some depth to her. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I, I, I'm like, I, I hope it is my favorite Star Wars. I, and I I'm hope excited the one to after see... is my favorite Star Wars too. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see this sort of ragtag group of people. Like they've done a, a super diverse cast of characters, right? Um, and I'm excited to see. Uh, I'm excited to see them play in the world of Star Wars without having Luke or Leia or Han. You know, I mean, we're gonna get Darth Vader. Yeah, that's gonna happen. What did you think about that? I knew he was going to be – how do you make it and not put Darth Vader in? He's the one character that you don't have to worry about, like, Aging finding someone different and, yeah. to replay him because it's just a helmet. You know what and I mean? Any, anybody can be in there. Um, and if you can get James Earl Jones to do a voiceover or someone who's really – has a very James Earl Jones. Is James Earl Jones dead? No. no I don't think so. Oh, no, I think lot. he's doing the voice. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. So I just I – just, for me, it's kind of like that's, that's going to be – uh, I'm kind of hoping you don't see him a lot. No, but I hope that he's. I used want to in a see way... him less than the Joker in Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> agreed, agreed. So uh, we're both excited well, for Rogue this, One. This movie can't end well, right? Because no, no, New Hope well, starts with like um, a lot of people died for this. Everybody died it, getting it, us. Yeah, this. and it's it's it shits like hitting the fan. Uh, yeah, so you got to clean this up. So it's I feel like maybe we can have an opportunity to have that Empire Strikes Back type of ending. Mm-hmm. Uh and I think that's a lot of people's favorite Star Wars movie because that it is, is the most favorite. grungy <laughs> so far. It is the most um uh uh like dark so you know that we've seen yeah. so far. So I think that a lot of people like that movie and we have yet to see that equivalent in any movie since any Star Wars movie since then yeah. of the you know, Empire long, Strikes Back. As long as there isn't like trade federations and other stuff, I think I'll be okay. <laughs> or like a, a galactic Senate scene, I Give think I'll be me okay. More trade federations. That's what I say. <laughs> hey, aren't you teaching economics this year? You're gonna I'm want not. that shit. Oh, I'm not teaching oh. economics this year, dude. I've got like a completely different schedule. Uh, I'm in a portable in the middle of nowhere. It's a it's a weird life I lead now. Which might explain why, um, and with my move and stuff like that, it might explain why we haven't been picking up a lot of stuff outside the podcast lately. Have you read anything no. outside the podcast lately? Not not really. Um, you know, I, I had some random stuff that I'd picked up uh, that I've been just kind of getting through, but I haven't been to the comic shop in like three weeks, so I know I've got a couple books in my pull list that I've got to make my way over there. I might head over there to tomorrow and grab grab my stuff out of there on a Sunday, but I don't work by my comic book shop anymore, and so I've got to go over there and go, hey, guys, um, i got to close my pull box. <laughs> so and You've already like, done that before, haven't you? This, this I have, is like I, second time. I have, uh, and so I just, I just live too far away now um and there's a there's a new one by my by the place there's a place there's a yeah, comic comics. shop by the place that i work at now but part of me goes i think i'm gonna give up single issues and if i'm going to read them i'll read them digital uh and then i think i'll just kind of i think i'm gonna make my my uh my love of 
of trades be true. I think I'm going to turn into a Travis Ratz. Um, Josh, I can't, uh, I'm afraid I can't allow you to do this. Our <laughs> legitimacy as a podcast depends on you reading single issues and having, a, <laughs> and having a pool box. So you're probably uh, right. I'm you're afraid right. you're going to have to continue dishing out at least 25 bucks a week and uh, pulling those single issues out. And this is non-negotiable. <laughs> well, thank you, dude. Thank you. Uh, so I, you know, like I finished this series that I bought when I was in DC. Uh, I went through five books, so I ended up ordering all five. I read through that. It's called Last Man. It's like this French manga. I've talked about it a couple times on the show. Kind of as I'm reading each book, I made it through all of that. Uh, really dig it. Then I already pre-ordered the next one, uh, so I can read that when it comes out. Um, I picked up a couple like. You know, I have this collection of bizarre 80s uh, Marvel comics that I grab whenever I – these uh, trades that they did in the 80s are like graphic novels. And so I started reading uh, one about a vampire. Um, now I can't remember the name of it. It's upstairs. Otherwise, I go grab it. But it's like something the vampire. And then there's an old – there's an old uh, – um, an old Punisher graphic novel from that time period that I grabbed. It's like uh, International Assassins or Assassin's Guild, I think is what it's called. It's like uh, Punisher Assassin's Guild. So those are up by my bed. Those are ones that I'm like piecemealing right now. Uh, going back to work and being at a new school and a new place is kind of like scrambled my mind to get anything really comic booky. That And you and I, we plowed through comic book summer books so we could get these podcasts kind of stacked. <laughs> so yeah, right. I've... Like, my normal comic book reading has been thrown off because uh, I think of that. I mean, some some single issues that I'm digging that, that you know, I've been able to keep up with. Department H uh, out on Dark Horse. That's uh, a Matt Kind book, or Matt Kent. Uh, him and his wife are doing it. Uh, I really dig that. It, it looks beautiful. Uh, he's the guy who did Mind Management. Um, so that that's like one of my one of my favorite books, uh, current book right now. Uh, Black Widow's been good. I've been reading that one. It's uh, Chris Samney or Somney and uh, Mark Wade. So they did that a Daredevil run together that was fantastic. And so now they're doing this beautiful, wonderful work with uh, with Black Widow. So I think uh, when a trade comes out for that, I'm going to make you read it because it looks gorgeous. Oh, nice. So, yeah, cool. So that one's that one's really rad. Um, and you know, just bits and pieces of stuff. I, you know, I'm trying to. Um, I've been kind of slimming down when I get single issues, and now that you've yelled at me, I feel like you're gonna have to have that conversation with my wife. But <laughs> uh, you know, that sort of stuff. You know, I had a couple things that I kickstarted that came in. Uh, I had a a book called Griff Gristled. Griff Gristle. Um, that came out, it's on like, uh, shoot, I don't, I, I, I feel like I'm going to do a bad job of doing it because I don't, I don't, I didn't plan on talking about it. So I'm going to save it for another podcast, uh, where I can talk about some Kickstarter stuff that I got so I can have it like a planned, like, here's what I read. Here's what I got sort of thing. So yeah, buddy, uh, I want you to know, like you're, you're changing me as a man. I, I saw you kickstarted something. I you put kickstarted. It up I did my, I, you, like you talked about it so much and I, I, I'm like, this is, we gotta do this, man. We gotta support indie work. We gotta support, but not just like throw money at stuff just cause it's an indie comic, but look yeah. through and find what you really think has potential. And so I, uh, kickstarted a, a uh, comic book by, uh, Greg Needham, um, and it's called um, Mixed Signals, and it's kind of like uh, I, I, I kickstarted it right after uh, All My Ghosts because I was listening to that interview with Jeremy, uh, uh, and I was like, man, like there's a lot more of Jeremy's out there that have these great books that are maybe more autobiographical or maybe more 
uh, realistic than superheroes. And... Slice of life. Exactly. You know? and yeah, so, I hate using that term, but yeah. that's really kind of what it boils down to. And so he has, I think, like four or five different artists doing different um, – it's all like about like you know like I think getting through like your twenties or thirties or you know navigating life, but it's done in different genres. So they have like a noir story, and then they have like and but it's done by different artists in those styles. So um, I got two trades. I'm gonna give one to you, um, and uh, we'll see what we think. You know what we should you know you know what we should do. Let's do. Uh... I'm going to pile some of my Kickstarter books together. Next next uh, variant issue, let's let's talk about some Kickstarter stuff. And let's here's what I want you to do, Travis. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it on the air right now. I'm going to say it on the podcast right now. I want you to go through Kickstarter mm-hmm. and look at some books that are that are kind of interesting. You know, just just search the comic book tag and in gotcha. and, and find one or two that you're interested in. And let's let's talk about why we're interested in them on the podcast. Let's do yeah, that. I could do let's, that. Let's make it happen. Let's do let's do our uh, our Kickstarter our Kickstarter special. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so let's let's do that. So uh, off the air, Josh was the bad idea. I told you that. <laughs> what is say it? shit on the air? We planned. What shit is wrong party. with you? <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I haven't been reading as many single issues as I'd like, but um, I'm always kind of snagging little stuff. I, I got this one. It's in front of me right now, so I'm going to talk about it. I posted it up on up on uh, Twitter. It's called uh, Please Destroy My Enemies, oh. and it's by uh, Michael uh, Michael uh, Sweater. <laughs> uh, and so you can go to www.michaelsweater.com. I think it's Sweater. Yeah, sweet is two E's, right? And then Sweat is E-A, right? Yep. Okay, so michaelsweater.com, uh, and he has – it's like a bunch of – it kind of reminds me of Kelvin and Hobbes, hmm. right? But there's like all – it's just little tiny weird – uh, vignette stories that he had. Like, they're just like, they're. It's like reading old Covid and Hobbes comics. So there are a bunch of different characters, but they're just like you know five or six panels per thing, and so every page is a new little, a new little one shot little comic. He does a bunch of them all web comic style, but I've always kind of dug his stuff. I followed him on on Twitter for a long time and or on on uh, Instagram for a long time, and so I was like, you know what, I'm I, I have one of his other books, and so I'm gonna grab this one. It looked kind of hilarious. Uh, so there's some super like, there's some funny stuff in it and it's a very like cartoony style. It's very like straight up su- uh, Sunday morning cartoon looking. Um, but there's some, some really funny stuff in there. Uh, and, uh, so I picked that one up and I really like it. It came with like <clears throat> a back patch he sent me. And so that's how, that's how, you know, that's how indie this comic is. It comes with a punk rock uh, yeah. back patch. And so it's like two teenagers, like with a brick wall behind them and one of them's got a knife and one of them has a spray can and they spray painted on the wall, Goku for president. So, like, Oh yeah. I saw just, you post that. That was great. Yeah. yeah. So it's this, I mean, it's this really sort of silly thing. It's, it got put out by uh, silver sprocket. So you can find them at silversprocket.net. I feel uh, like you are uh, dipping your toes into our Kickstarter podcast that you, I probably just am, created. but I did I didn't kickstart this though. I bought okay. this straight up. I bought okay. this straight up from him. So straight up now, tell uh, me, did you really want to buy this comic? Oh, oh, oh! No, I'm gonna kickstart it. And then I got another book. I got another little book from Ben Sears. Uh, it's not a Kickstarter, so I'm, I'm not ruining your Kickstarter product. It's called The Sweeper. It's like a silent comic. Uh, it's really short. You know, it's kind of like a hand stapled, put together sort of thing. Um, but it's uh super cartoony it's about this lady who starts a uh, a sweeping robot and it makes its way through town and it meets a cat and a duck 
<laughs> and so it's just this kind of like uh, super indie little comic about a, a robot making his, his day through uh, cleaning up the streets at night. So it was sure, just this kind you of... You had my curiosity, but when you say sweeping robot and duck, you now have my attention, sir. <laughs> so it's just this weird, you know, it's this weird little indie comic, something you pick up at Comic-Con, right? Like or a small, you know, like an indie press thing where you're, you see these like this sort of this indie comic book guy who's like, look, I made these. And so I grabbed it. It was pretty cool. I follow him on, like, again, I follow a bunch of artists on Instagram and stuff. And so whenever I find something cool, I try to see if I can grab it and, you know, support, support the artists I follow and who kind of put cool stuff up all the time. So. That's that's kind of my mo when I buy stuff like that. Sir, you are a better man than the rest of us. Uh, but... <laughs> hey, dude, I did another one. I sent, I gave you like a really sweet Macho Man Randy Savage pin. Oh, I know it was on my bag. It it, it was I is on my travel bag, uh, and it has made it in my first uh, load across the Pacific. That's that's impressive, man. Yeah. I, so. I gave you a really sweet Macho Man Randy Savage pin by Joel Carroll, uh, who is another artist that I follow on on Instagram and Twitter. And so uh, he put those up, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that for Travis. Yeah, oh, yeah. talking to Joel Carroll. Yeah. So I, I had to give that to you. I had to get that. <laughs> Makes me cough too much, I mean. <laughs> it's because you smoke too much, my friends. <laughs> now, are you going to be smoking weird Japanese cigarettes? They taste like mm. – like they probably have like weird flavors, don't they? No, are they're so, weird they are delicious. Delicious. <laughs> But there's got to be because everything everything in Japan seems like they take it to like eleven. There are like, yeah, like there, no, this goes to eleven. There why are don't you just make, ice why don't you creams. Make ten louder. There's like a hundred and like eighty different ice cream flavors out here. Like uh, <laughs> they'll have like uh, oh um, cherry blossom and then like lemon pledge, and you're like what? <laughs> why would I want to eat lemon pledge? Uh, but they do it. They make it happen. Oh, they love uh, it. They rub it. <laughs> They they love the weird flavors. Uh, so, my man, what else we got to talk about? What what, what are we? How are we gonna wrap up this bad boy I today? I think we we wrap it up by getting people excited about what we got coming up. So again, we, let's reiterate before we leave here today uh, that one we've got Andre. I'm telling you right now that was uh, one of the books I was most excited to read this summer. So make sure you check that out to see if my if it's like Suicide Squad, where the <laughs> excitement disappoints, or if it's like uh, what was really good, The Revenant. <laughs> the Revenant. You got raped by <laughs> a bear. It was good. Yeah. Um, and then we've got uh, um, Doctor Strange, Way of the Weird. And if you're thinking oh, it's a skipper, there's no guest. Oh, I'm telling you right now, I got a lot to say about this book. So you better buckle up for that one. <laughs> I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Yeah, so you can check out Life and Legend. It'll be the podcast after this. Andre Life and Legend uh, with my buddy Brett Wolverton came on. Uh, then we've got we'll have another variant in between, and then we'll talk Doctor Strange. Uh, and then you can go back and listen to the rest of Comic Book Summer. We did a live podcast of uh, Saga Volume One from Phoenix Comic Con. We talked about uh, I Hate Fairyland. We did uh, Paper Girls. We did what's the other one we did, Travis? Why why is my memory um, not? Is that is that our summer read? I know you're gonna yeah. go through this, and then Paper Girls, Andre. Uh, saga. Uh, I hate Fairyland. Uh, I hate Fairyland. Yeah, yeah. And then Andre yeah. and Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. So that's summer that's isn't comic. summer isn't eight months long, Josh. You're right. Summer's <laughs> not. It's like two books a summer, two books a month. So yeah. that makes sense. So go back and listen to all those episodes. You can always find every episode over at uh, www.comicexposure.com. Uh, you can check and you can search for the books we've done. You can go back through our list and check them all out. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Comic Exposure. 
Uh, also coming up, you're going to hear our uh, our very our very drunk beer podcast at the end of summer. So a very uh, boozy podcast. A very and, and very boozy. You, and I, I I think that um, since we've done that, I'll say that. Uh, if you are a beer fan, go get the History of Beer uh, graphic novel. Uh, it is it, it it takes a while to get through because it's it's a lot of information. So, but I mean, I'll just show my cards right now. If you like beer, get get the book because you're going to know a lot more about beer. Way more about beer. Yep. Uh, so those are the books coming up, and then we've got you know a little a little October surprise. We're gonna do some scary books in Ooh, October. October surprise. I'm I'm, I'm excited for uh, for keeping comic exposure going while you're over in uh, Japan. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna try to work out a couple more interviews going on for some of these variant issues, variant editions. So uh, look forward to seeing that stuff. Uh, we're gonna do our Kickstarter uh, variant edition episode. We're gonna just talk about some books we've kickstarted and some books we want to kickstart or check out. So be prepared for that. Uh, and then uh, if you're on the Facebook, you can find us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/comic-exposure. Uh, write us a review on iTunes. We want to give away the last the the loot crate we put together. It's we're still looking for it. for it. Last yeah. Week. We're, we're looking for a couple more people to go fill that out. So uh, in about a week after this airs, uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll kind of put the names up and we'll get everybody uh, – we want to get everybody drawn, drawn I'm, for I'm it. Let me we'll, let you know right now. I have uh, uh, a bin of unopened toys from the 90s, and I've been saving this bin. This bin has moved from house to house to apartment. Uh, they're now going into – they've gone into storage. But before that, I went in there and I pulled out. An unopened figure from the '90s. Um, I'm pretty excited to give it away, too. I almost kept it. I just want you to know that <laughs> I almost kept it for myself, but I'm not going to. Uh, so you're you're going to get it straight out of the '90s uh, uh, '90s toy. I'm gonna I'm just going to say it's a Marvel a '90s Marvel toy. Uh, we've got a uh, comic exposure T-shirt in there, a handful of trade paperbacks. You're literally going to get a pretty rad group of stuff. Uh, if if you if you go ahead and write us a review on on iTunes, uh, and then even if you don't write a review, man, just give us a couple stars. Tell your friends about us. Retweet us if you see us on the Twitter. Uh, we always appreciate it. Uh, we love talking about comic books, but we love kind of hearing from the people who uh, follow us and, and seeing what they're into. Uh, so you know what, guys, this this is this is good stuff. And uh, Travis, I miss you, buddy. Yeah, I miss you too. You're this wait. is gonna be great. This is how we stay connected. I'm gonna I need know, this podcast, man. And those <laughs> dark days where it's just a crowdy and ra- rainy. I'm going to need to know that I got my connection. I got my boy. I got yeah. my podcast partner. We'll, uh, we'll always have comic books, Travis Rats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Uh, you know what, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next trade.